Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 115. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Bilil Springer. This week on the show, we're joined by Salon Network founders Charlotte Bradshaw of Dublin Hair Salon Dylan Bradshaw and serial entrepreneur Leslie Healy to discuss the power of networking in the hair and beauty industry. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salon's business and marketing needs. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning, Killian. Interesting topic today. The power of networking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are the first three words that come to your mind when I say networking? Oh, I have to say, if you asked me this about two, three years ago, the first three words would probably be dread, fear and anxiety. (laughs) 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 But uh, I like to think I've definitely come a long way since. But like, you know, you, you know what I mean? You've probably been in the same situations at your first networking event. There's just so many people there. You don't know where to go. And when you're on your own, it's it's, it's quite hard. Yeah, not even just the first one. Even last year, I was actually speaking at a conference in uh, Seattle. And I it was the first time that I had that kind of pressure speaking at a big thing. And uh, I didn't even go into the speaker's room because I was too terrified to actually meet and talk to people. I was there like in corners, revisiting my notes or awkwardly looking at the agenda to figure out where I had to go next. Or yeah, it's just mad. Like it does have that impact on you. Now, Bear in mind, I did actually get a grip over myself and like managed to pull it off throughout the day and everything and do my talk and everything was fine. But yeah, like I kind of, I don't know about you, but like I've learned over time, especially with like the podcast and such and, you know, being at the Salon Owner Summit and all of those things. There's like two things that I try to remember. No matter what happens, online is totally different. But at events, no matter what happens, I have at least one thing in common with everyone that's there. The venue, the food, the whatever is happening on the day, whether it's like a conference or like someone speaking or a workshop, whatever it is. And two, I don't always have to do something. Sometimes you can just like sit back, relax and enjoy. And some people will actually make the first move for you. So it's not always that big of a pressure that you have to put on yourself. And I suppose networking online is even easier. So yeah, I find it funny that your solution is to kind of like sit back, relax and chill and embrace it. I've kind of found with mine, I'd get so jittery that I've realized instead of trying to like calm that down, just actually embrace it and just use that energy and try and run around and talk to everyone. But absolutely, even since setting up this podcast, it's improved how we network with people so much. It's just so much more comfortable talking to people. And speaking of which, without further ado, to chat about the power of networking in the salon industry, we've the pleasure of being joined by two women with years of experience in the trade. Salon Network founders, Charlotte and Leslie, welcome. Hi guys. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. Pleasure to have you. Thanks so much for being with us on the show. So Leslie, Charlotte, speaking of networking and kind of meeting people and building those relationships, how did you guys meet? Because you both come from two different backgrounds, am I right? We do. We do. We come from completely different backgrounds. And it's actually, I'm one of these people who really believes in faith. And uh, Leslie was a mom actually in the school that I would see quite regularly, but never, ever, ever had a conversation. It's like, hi, hello, goodbye. Never had a conversation. And I had set up Salon Network not kind of what it is now. It was kind of like a, a slimmer version of itself. And I had it uh, set up and I needed help. And I was actually going to interview somebody to give them a job, to give me a hand. And I was on my way into the school and Leslie was in the ca- her car. And when I came out, she was still in her car and I thought she was waiting to go back in to meet the principal or something. And I said, oh, are you going back in? Or is it your turn now type thing? And 
She's like, no, my car is broken down. So I'm a real believer in faith. I ended up talking to her while we were waiting for the AA. And um, she's normally really glamorous coming up to the school because she was always, you know, very corporate. She had a, a successful business. And I just said to her, how come you're, you know, you're not going to work? And she was like, oh. So I didn't look great right that morning. <laughs> 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 she was in her civvies. She was in her civvies. She was actually in workout gear. And I was like, oh you know, I haven't seen you, you know, all dressed up in a while. What's going on? And she said, oh, I sold my shares. So I just said, you know, what are you doing? What? And she was like, oh, look, I don't want to go back into um, corporate. I'd love a startup. And I was like, oh, my God, you need to come around to the house for a cup of tea. So she came around the following day for a cup of tea. And I explained to her what I was trying to do with Salon Network. And the rest is history. Jeez, that's a really cool story. I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very romantic. It's a very romantic story, you know, but I'm one of these real true believers in faith. And my husband kept saying to me, because the person I was meeting was in the hair industry and, and he kept saying, I don't think she's the right fit. I don't think she's the right fit. And then lo and behold, I had this conversation. And like the funny thing is both of us had the same car, same year. And it's never broken down since. Sure no, it's never, wow. broke, I never broke down since. <laughs> so love it. I'm telling you, it's faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's how it worked. <laughs> well, so listen, you're both in the field of bridging the gap between salon owners to create a network of individuals working together. But what does the word networking mean to both of you? Okay, well, uh, I'll go first because I like to talk. <laughs> um, so for me, I do a lot of networking events because, uh, and, and like you said earlier on, you get nervous when you go into a room and you don't know where to look and you get really self-conscious. Um, so, you know, when, when I go to a network event, I kind of think, look, I'm taking time out of my day. You know, I really don't want to do this. I'm really embarrassed. So I just go in. I have a bag full of, not a bag full, but I have a handful of business cards. And I just basically walk in the room. I, I try to not go with somebody because I find when you go with somebody, you kind of hang on to them for a crutch. So if you go on your own, you kind of have to walk in. So I just kind of go over to the person who I'm most frightened of looking at in the room. And I would just go over, put my hand out and go, hi, I'm Charlotte. Um, this is what I do. Who are you? And I just break the ice that way. And I think... Sometimes when you come across quite confident like that, even though I have imposter syndrome uh, myself, <laughs> but I think sometimes if you if you come across quite confident when you walk into a room, put your hand out to shake them, you know, people are very nice, especially because they're all in the same boat. But I think networking for me is brilliant. I've met the most amazing people at networking events, people that you wouldn't meet in your everyday life. So I think it's a super thing to do. And what about yourself, Leslie? I think I would have been like Killian, where I would walk into a room and tremble and say, oh, God, I really don't want to talk to most of these people. <laughs> I didn't like any of the people, but just because I was nervous about approaching. But I have I've started in the last couple of years going to a lot more networking events and putting myself out there in situations that I wouldn't normally. And it really, really does work. You do make fantastic contacts and it is the only way to build your business and build yourself. And build your own confidence as well. But it is interesting because as much as you kind of worry about how people are going to react to you by going over, everyone is kind of in the same situation where they're waiting to be approached. Absolutely. So yeah. by being that person that can approach someone, you're probably going to, instead of talking to one or two people, you're going to end up talking to five or six. Exactly. And you, I think you do look unapproachable if you stand in the corner. Coffee cup and arms crossed. <laughs> Looking over at this facey person standing in the corner going, yeah. It is. It's like, I'm not going to talk to that person. <laughs> <laughs> 
you just put yourself out there and bite the bullet, you'll you'll reap the rewards of it, is what I would say. Okay, so let's take it online for a second. Well, not necessarily online, it could be groups as well, but it's easy to tell someone you need to be part of a networking group. But what does it really entail? Like, how do you find your way into one that feels right for you? Does it kind of come down to culture? Well, I think what you should do is try, you know, there's great ways of looking for different network events that's going on. And, you know, if you're industry specific, and for me, as you said earlier, my husband is Dylan Bradshaw and I've been in the business for 20 years. And sometimes I feel the hairdressing industry is a little bit discombobulated. And also uh, the beauty industry, um, when you put the, when the, you put the whole industries together, like hair and beauty, there's there's not a huge amount of support out there for um, for the, the industry hair and beauty as a whole. And, and we're, they're such talented people. I should say, actually, before I go any further, my husband is the hairdresser, not me. I'm an accountant. So I look after the business side of the business and, and he's the hairdresser. So, you know, sometimes people will say, oh, what do you think I should do with my hair? And look, hence the fact why we're not on camera. <laughs> uh, so for me, being in the business in the last 20 years, I noticed there's a huge gap in the market for support. Um, so before I went in full time, I went full time into the salon 10 years ago. And prior to that, I worked as a financial controller for the hospitality industry for a guy who had pubs, clubs, restaurants. And um, I worked for him for 20 years. And if I ever had a problem with the restaurants, I had the Restaurants Association. And if I had a problem in one of the pubs or clubs, I had the Vintners Association. Now, in hairdressing and beauty, they don't really have a one-stop shop for anything. And I just felt there was a huge gap in the market. Because if you think about it, the amount of people that are in the hair and beauty industry in just Ireland, like let's forget about the UK and the rest of the world, just in Ireland, there is an abundance of people. And they're all kind of doing their own thing. So can you imagine if you are on a platform, say, for example, you know, every single one of us in the business, whether it's hair or beauty, whether you're a salon owner, an individual, a freelancer, we all need insurance. And we're all doing our own thing, going to individual insurance companies. And, you know, and there's hundreds of insurance companies out there. And we're going out and we're, you know, you're bantering with them to try to get your insurance reduced. And all of us have been hit by uh, huge insurance costs recently. And just for that alone, if can you imagine if we all came together in the hair and beauty industry, like the whole load of us together and went to the likes of Aviva or AXA or one of those big companies and said, OK, there's me and I have an army of 20,000 people behind me and we're all looking for insurance. I guarantee you, if you went as a group, you would get a much better deal than we're getting at the moment. And that's what I'd like to achieve with Salon Network is to try, you know, build an army, build a tribe here, get everybody working together instead of as individuals. I think a really good example with that, though, was the recent tax hike there in January. And we covered that on, on the episode about getting salon owners together to, I suppose, voice as one, because two, three, just a handful of salons, the government's not going to hear that. But by getting everyone together and having those networking groups where you can reach out to everyone and say, this is what's going on. We need that support. Correct. Yeah. Look, at, do you know how it is? Do you remember a couple of years ago they did something with the old age pension? I think they reduced it by a tenner or they did away with some sort of a, a voucher they were getting. The old age pensioners were out and they were striking up Kildare Street, banging on doors. You know, it's an Irish thing, you know, predominantly it's they go, oh, sure, look, it'll be grand. But if you can imagine, if we got every single person that was affected, it was only hairdressers because the beauty industry was always 13 and a half percent. The hairdressers were the only ones that are affected with the 50 percent increase in January. And you know, if you can imagine, if we got all of those people together and put them on a street and marched up to Kildare Street, they would take notice. 
Yeah, definitely. So when we talk about like networking, whether it be online or at events, what concretely would be the benefits? Like, do you have any success stories that you could think of that stemmed from the networking part of the connection? I'll give you one example recently. Um, so for us, we've got 36 staff at the moment. I think we're at 36. And um, I just worry about the young people coming through, not necessarily just our staff, but I just worry in general about young people coming up today because of the influ- influence of social media and all the outside uh, interferences. And I worry about people's wellness, mental health. And part of um, the site on Salon Network, we have courses and stuff like that for wellness, just for a healthy, you know, for keeping your mind clear and your body clear. And I met a girl at a networking event who owns Spectrum Health, herself and her husband. Right. I uh, took her number, went for a coffee and said, look, we, um, you're missing a huge trick here. People in the hairdressing industry and the, and the, and the beauty industry, they're, they're very stressed. They're anxious. You know, it is a stressful job. And, you know, the younger people coming through are having um, issues with anxiety and stress. And I I just felt that there is it, there was a gap in her market for, um, you know, something to do with wellness for the industry. So anyway, she came back to me recently and with this app and it's amazing. I just put it into the salon. It's an app. Basically, the staff download it. The company pays for it. The staff download it and it's one for a better word it's a wellness app so um you know there's recipes there's menus uh, you can measure your um your weight your exercise you can you also have a call with a psychologist once a week uh, if you have any issues you might want to talk about that you don't want to talk to your boss about there's loads of different options there's options to book a course to go on for mindfulness you know there's loads of different things and that that came out of a networking event where I met Anne and uh, it was super super event we've just put it into the salon we nas- we launched it on national wellness day and the staff are delighted about it so you know that's just us you know looking after our staff and I'm sure loads of other people can do it but also that's available on salon network because I d- I definitely think um, the younger people coming through now need a little bit more help than, than certainly I did when I was growing up. It's like that information overload. And I think that's similar to a book that you're actually reading at the moment, Zoe, where there's just so much hitting us all at once that it's like you're not actually understanding things and you're getting overwhelmed. I don't know if it's that's what's being covered in the book, but that's kind of how I'd feel sometimes is that there's so much information you've access to is fast and hard that yeah. you almost forget to sit back and like take a breath like Zoe does before her talks. So you guys are predominantly on the online networking area. Do you recommend there's a mix between still going to real physical events or should everything be moving online? Because like you were saying with younger people, kind of the millennials and stuff coming on, we're always online that it's almost removing that personal aspect. I do think it's very important to still have face-to-face interaction. I think it's very easy to get to know somebody online, but do you actually really get to know the real person? And I think you only get to know somebody really well when you have a face-to-face meeting. So I think, yes, online will be predominantly there, but for Salon Network down the road, we will be having events that we will be hosting, which will be a fantastic opportunity for everyone within the industry to come together as this community and actually network together. Yeah, bringing the uh, the online relationship back to the, the real world, I suppose. Exactly, because they'll know each other. They'll probably know each other from being on Salon Network. And, 
like as we all know you only show online what you want people to see you don't show the real you all the time so i think this will be when we do host our events it's going to be a fantastic way to not be the one standing in the corner because you'll have an idea of who these people are already so you don't have that I don't want to walk into this room on my own because I don't know anybody. You kind of know people and it's going to be a hell of a lot easier. Also, people invest in people uh, and, you know, you can't get your personality across, you know, online all of the time. You know, so when you meet somebody face to face, you know, people get a different understanding of who you are than you are when you're online, you know. It's going to be everyone from their own industry as well. So they're always going to have something to talk about. So it's not walking into a networking event where it could be a corporate event, but you, it, there's something slightly in there that you might be interested in, or you do want to network with people. It's going to be like-minded people that you're going to talk to. Yeah, it's definitely a real benefit. You were saying about kind of where you'd meet on the app and then you'd meet arrange to meet up or say, I'm going to this conference, do you want to meet up beforehand? That's such a good example because we saw it with the Salon Owner Summit. I know I saw it myself where we, I, I think I've attended three of them at this stage, but we do like this pub crawl and stuff the day before where we kind of let salon owners become accustomed with other salon owners or managers or staff because some people will bring their teams, other people will arrive on their own. So the first year I went, I met a, a group of people who were there on their own for the first time. And then the second year they actually arranged to go to it with people from that same group that we were in the previous year so they kind of met at the event but then moved it online kept in contact and then arranged to actually go to the next one together and then we have the 30 days to grow campaign where this is salon owners from all over the world and some people ended up arranging to actually meet up off of it so like you can mix both elements in don't just keep it online don't just keep it in physical mix both Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm curious about this one. How should like someone act? Um, would you uh, say that there are rules and things that you should be doing when you join a networking group? Um, you know, there, people are, most people are voyeurs. They look as in they don't participate. I'm one of those people, like I've got social media and I very seldom post anything to it, my personal one, but I'll be on it looking because I love to see what's going on, but I'm not one of those people who posts because there is that element of, oh, maybe somebody's going to slag me off. I put something up or, you know, maybe if I put something up, it's not right. Or, you know, again, as I said, I have the imposter syndrome where I think if I put something up, it's going to be wrong or it's not going to be good enough or whatever. So, you know, there are so many people, but I think when you go to a networking event and it's face to face, you can't hide because you're there. It's different when you're online, you've got the keyboard warrior, somebody who will post stuff because they're behind the keys and you can't see, a bit like us today. But then when you go to a networking event, you're actually on the floor looking at people. So there's nowhere for you to hide, you know. From an online perspective on networking, I think the main thing is don't be afraid because your opinion matters no matter what. So, and it's never going to be wrong because it's your opinion. So I think it's come out of your comfort zone and actually make your opinion known and show people that, that you're there and you want to be involved because the more you put yourself out there, the more people are going to approach you. On the flip side of that, then, would you have any like top three things that you shouldn't be doing, say online in a networking group? Oh, I think one of my main thing is, is don't be slagging other people off. I was just going to say that, you know, like if you're standing in a room and, you know, you're not going to stand in front of somebody and go, ah, oh, you think you're amazing or this, that, whatever. But then I find people online, I'll say it and it's just nasty. And it's like they have this, 
you know, they had their bowl of courage this morning and they're sitting at a keyboard and they feel they can say what they want. And they don't realize that even though, you know, they're on a keyboard saying what they want, they're actually talking to a real person. So it's quite hurtful. So I think they need to be very careful about what they are you know, posting or what they are saying if they're a part of uh, a networking group, because the world is very small. And I can guarantee if you're posting something against somebody else on a networking group, you know, you are going to come face to face with those people one day. That's one of the things I would say anyway. Yeah, I was was actually going to say the same thing. Just don't slag anybody off would be my main thing. Participation is another one like, you know, I think what you must not do is constantly talk about yourself. Nobody wants to hear or know it all. You know, somebody who's constantly telling you, oh my God, I've got something amazing coming up, but I can't tell you what it is. And, you know, keep post, keep, you know, keep posted to my Insta feed or to my feed and I'll let you know in weeks to come. I think people just get, you know. And don't not comment. Uh, do comment and make them nice. Like boost everybody else up. As we said from the start, Salon Network is a community for the hair and beauty world. And we want to create that sense of community for everybody. So let's let's look after each other. Let's big each other up. We're not in competition with each other. So let's help each other. You see, there's plenty to go around. And I'm, I'm always saying this. If I give any talk, that's one thing I always say. I'm a big advocate of passing it on. You know, if somebody does you a favor, you do them a favor. I did a favor recently for somebody and she was like, look, I can't pay you. And I was like, look, I don't want to be paid. But, you know, if somebody asks you for a favor, pass it on. And I'm a big believer in, you know, throwing down the ladder for somebody. So, you know, for example, if somebody needs a hand, you know, to do something, just give them a hand. I'm sick of listening to all these women going, you know, I've been at these network events, you know, and and women going, oh, you know, I'm such a big advocate for women supporting women. And then you ask that said woman for a favor and they basically say no. That really bothers me. I just think don't pretend you're something you're not. I think there's room in this world for all of us to make a difference. And there's a thing we have in Ireland where not everybody, but some people have this attitude where they like to see you doing well, but they just don't like to see you doing better than them. And it's it's a terrible uh, attribute that we have here. It's a true one, though. Uh, but I, you know, I think people need to help each other out. I think throw the ladder down, you know, help people, you know, just get a step up. Or if you can help somebody, pass it on, you know, do a favor for somebody. There's plenty to go around. And I just I just think this this thing that we have where we don't help each other, especially when it comes to business, you know, and it, it just bothers me. It's just one of my pet hates. Yeah, I personally love the the pay it forward concept. I've been applying that to my life for for a while now. I think it it came from the movie Pay It Forward when I was in high school and it kind of just had a mega impact. But it does make a world of difference, you know, do a favor to one person and then pass it on to three. And then at some point you just create this ripple of goodness in the world. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not enough of it, Zoe. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) I've always just had a fear of karma or if I do something bad, that's going to come right around and smack me. I have that too. I fully believe in karma. I so believe in karma. I live my life on karma. It's been true today. Oh, it really does. Trust me, it really does. Well, Charlotte and Leslie, thanks a million for joining us on the show. But before you leave, for anyone that does want to find out a bit more about Salon Network or get involved, how do they go about doing it? Okay, uh, well, first of all, our website is www.salonnetwork.com. It's free to register. It's a couple of pieces of information. And once you register, you have your login. And then once you get in, 
there's um, there's a feed. You can build your CV, first of all. So you can go on and, and tell people where you worked, where you have worked, what courses you've done. And then you have your little profile and then we've got a feed so you can share. Like we've got some great people, very artistic people sharing their work in the feed. And it's great to see it from all corners of Ireland. And then we have a job section. So if you're looking for any vacancies, if you own a business or you're only starting off and you're a sole trader and you're looking, you know, to get an assistant, we have a job section. We have an event section. So if you've got something coming up and you want to post it, it's a commission-free platform. And then we also have a courses section. So if you want to upskill or you have courses that you perform, you want to put them up to sell them to people. So that's just, all of that is free. We obviously have um, memberships where you can upgrade. And when you upgrade to the memberships, uh, we have like downloadable documents, terms and conditions, policies, procedures, contracts, all that kind of stuff. And um, we also have um, a list of suppliers. So I'll give you a quick example. Our audit costs seven, eight grand a year. And our list of suppliers, we have a fantastic auditor, uh, Doyle's there in uh, Drogheda. And they offer a 10% upgrade to the individual membership and a 20% discount to our salon membership. So say, for example, I upgraded to um, a premium member and I get 20% off my audit, which is like 1,600 euros in a year. It costs me 595 to upgrade. So I've got, uh, I'm 1,100 quids in. So that's just a little example of what it is. Everything else on the site's free. So, I mean, you can you can access all these suppliers. You just don't get a discount if you're not upgraded. But um, the s- suppliers that we have on board are fantastic. So I think one of the biggest things at the moment, though, as well, if you were to upload any events or courses that you're you're putting out there, you, ha- you have to obviously pay to put them up or you get charged commission. We don't charge any of that. So you're actually targeting all the people within the industry that you want to target and it's totally free of charge. So it's a bit of a no-brainer, to be honest. Sounds like a win-win. <laughs> it's a great yeah. yeah. Well, look, we've only just launched. We're only a few months out in the market. Uh, we're hoping to, uh, we're going to the UK at the end of the year and then hopefully further afield next year. So fingers crossed it all goes well. We get some support behind us. Sounds fantastic. Best of luck with everything. Sounds great. Guys, thanks so much for joining us on the show and best of luck with Salon Network. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. So that was Charlotte Bradshaw and Leslie Healy of Salon Network. And I believe, Zoe, you have an announcement yourself too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just before we wrap up this episode, we have been working on something on the marketing team at the moment with Valerie Del Forge. So I don't know if you remember, but Valerie Del Forge hosted for us last year six masterclasses. One was around uh, managing staff. Then you had managing your salon's operations, motivating team, uh, HR, recruitment, training, handling difficult staff and becoming an exceptional salon leader. So those webinars were uh, working with Valerie at the minute to repackage them in a way that, you know, you'll have worksheets and workbooks to go along with them. And we're going to create an email management course for you to be uh, able to access this on a weekly basis. So stay tuned for that. We're going to have a promo video on YouTube. We're going to definitely talk about it on social media and uh, here on the podcast. And I suppose that's all we got for this week guys so as always if you want to share your thoughts on this episode or have any suggestions please send us an email at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on apple Podcasts. we genuinely love feedback and are always looking for ways to improve the show otherwise have a wonderful week and we'll catch you next monday all the best this episode was edited and mixed by audio z
Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.